Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast on this episode here from Kyle Walters, Mike O'Shea, Wade Miller as the Canadian Mafia is sticking together. O'Shea and Walters signing three-year extensions. We'll hear from them about why they decided to do that, why they like it here, what's next, the free agent situation, all that. Plus, we'll talk to two Manitoba dodgeballers who were just in Cancun for the World Championships. And we'll also learn about a para-athlete combine happening this weekend at Sport Manitoba. That's all coming up on the podcast. Mike O'Shea, Kyle Walters, each signing three-year extensions to stay in their positions with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Mike O'Shea, a three-year extension will take him through 2022. Walters still had a year left on his deal, so he's through 2023. The head coach on getting the deal done. Yeah, I believe the deal would get done. I mean, there was uh, lots of speculation and reports that were false throughout the season, and it's unfortunate that you have to deal with some of those. Um, but once I said, let's get down to negotiations, it, it happened fairly quickly. It was a fairly easy process. You know, it's just one of those things. I just don't want to do that during the season. I'm not wired that way. If we start a season and it's my last year, it's my last year, and I'm quite confident that the year is going to work out and that uh, we're all going to be on the same page, and that was certainly the case. It's been that case all along. And what about the three-year term? That allows my, my youngest to get through high school, basically. Um, so that that's important, obviously. But I, I don't know that there's a lot of those stipulations uh, that, that I find are deal-breakers, really. Kyle Walters on his extension? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously excited and happy. And, you know, I, I told Wade I don't really want to go anywhere. I'm... You know, it went very quickly. Him and Wade and I sat down, and I said, most important thing to me is staying in this community and, and continuing to build on what we had and um, trying to keep our group together. And, and as Wade mentioned, with, with, with Mike back and, um, you know, Danny and Danny and Ted and Ryan all back, it's, uh, you know, that's, that's the most important thing to me is keep keeping this group together and, and growing, continue to grow. President and CEO Wade Miller talked about the Walters O'Shea era. What what they've accomplished over that six years speaks for itself. Uh, it's it's the it's the ability that each of them bring to the table that um, is special and it's different. Um, you know, it's it's and and it's something that you saw when you hired each of these individuals and and then to watch the growth and to keep growing as an organization and and what we do. Uh, so it's been really positive to be a part of that and to, and to just make sure they have what they need more importantly. And, uh, you know, the, the, the battle every day to win and, and there's a, there's a real passion for that and it's, uh, and doing everything that we can to win and that focus of not forgetting any of those details and not taking any of it for granted. And the importance of continuity. Talked and preached about that for a long time and, and, and I've said that, that that was what I was going to do. And, and I think that that's what we've been able to do. And, and that both want to continue here as well and, and be a part of this community is important. And I'm just glad that it's worked out. And, you know, when you think about, you know, we're going on year seven, I guess. Um, you know, the longest tenured head coach in the CFL and longest tenured GM, I believe, as well. And I, that's going to bode well for us. Uh, and our organization going forward. Kyle Walters on having those six years to see this vision through. Well, it's all of us, though. It's not just me. It's, it's the, the, you know, Wade hired me, and, and, and then we brought in Mike, and, you know, Ted, and we can't forget, you know, Ted and Danny were right part of that 
initial group right here. Mm -hmm. It's not the three of us, it's the five of us that have been at this since the get-go. And, you know, we talk about continuity and, and you know, when we talk roster, it's, it's much easier for now for Ted, Ted and Danny to, to understand what Mike's looking for in a player and understand we're all, you know, just as we grow as a group, it's, it's much easier to, to understand what we look for out of each other. Referring to assistant GM Ted Gavaya and Danny McManus, who are both back as well. O'Shea on why this crew has been so successful. There is a bunch more guys, and, and Ted and Danny have both been a, a big part of this. But um, I think sharing that passion is obviously something you can figure out from the start. I mean, we, we knew each other or we knew of each other, played against each other, played with each other prior to that. So you know how um, driven each guy is. And then I think simply our ability to um, stay true to the, our, the process, but in that also, uh, you know, revalidate or validate that process every year to see if there's things we can be doing differently. Um, but staying true to a process um, it is obviously important. And then with that also just growing in terms of our our working relationship and growing with each other in our own ways, in our own roles, right, I think has been um, very important. I don't think we've stayed stagnant. O'Shea was asked why another challenge didn't entice him to leave. We've got lots of work to do here still. Like I said, what we, what we talked about to our fan base, to the organization, was something sustainable. And I don't know that four years says that just yet. We've got to keep going. They want to be a dynasty. They want championships. One is not enough. You have to like that. Now about the Canadian Mafia part of this. The nickname given by Calgary Stampeders coach Dave Dickinson last year. That's Wade Miller, Mike O'Shea, Kyle Walters. They're all Canadian. O'Shea joins a, a short list of Canadians that have been a head coach of a Grey Cup winning football team in the last 70 years. I think it, he's the fourth, which is crazy that in 70 years, it's taken this long. So Wade Miller was asked about the pride of that nickname. I believe there's definitely pride. We're the Canadian Football League and have the opportunity to work with two amazing individuals that are Canadian as well and have had amazing football careers, not only in, uh, in the CFL, but then uh, post and what they do as a head coach and general manager. Um, there, there's pride for sure. And it, it, I love it, the fact that we're all Canadian, and uh, it's great. I'm not so sure Mike and I can have corresponding amazing careers. We'll leave amazing for Mike's career. Yeah, fair. Slightly fair. less than amazing my career. Yeah, <laughs> both of ours. Fair enough, right. yeah. Just Mike had an amazing clear career, the and we played a long time. Mm -hmm. Clear That's that fair. up a little bit. Now, Shea was asked if being a Canadian coach in the CFL makes it easier to succeed or land talent. Over someone new coming in, Obviously, because of our understanding of the history and the importance of this league to the country. Um, so, yeah, we would definitely have an advantage in that regard. But in terms of acquiring players or coaching football, I don't know that there's any advantage except if you, I mean, it's, uh, you know, when you're defending your own country, I think historically people have done well with that mm -hmm. rather than going abroad and <laughs> trying to win battles. And Miller was asked if, based on all the coaching instability in the CFL, he's fortunate to have a, a long-term tandem here. Well, absolutely. I mean, they're the top of their game of, of what they do. And, um, you know, and, and that's something that 
you know, I think that we saw or I saw in 2013 and, and knew and, and just happy to watch the evolution of our organization. And, you know, to Mike's point about learning and, and, and that's what we continue to do, I believe. And, and, you know, and as Mike said, we are wired a little differently, I think. And it's just great to keep the momentum going. If I can say some of that, I don't know if fortune's the right word. I don't know that it's luck. No, it's I not think luck. It's, yeah, you're right. I think it's hard work from the top down and, and yeah. um, that type of alignment, you know, that, that can keep you together. You know? so, and I don't, know that it's, I don't know that it's fortunate that we have the record that we have. I think it's a lot of hard work by a lot of people to get the right players in here and then the same thing for the players that go out in the field and bust their ass every day to make sure we can win those games. So I don't know that fortune really plays a big part in it. They have earned it. They have earned their success. And the reward, well, Mike O'Shea talked about what the past few weeks have been like. All sorts of emotions, really. I mean, winning the Grey Cup um, is obviously the, the highlight of it all, honestly. Um, it trumps a new contract any day. You know, that's what you set out for. Um, and then just being around the community and, and listening to all the stories has been uh, very inspiring. Yeah. Very inspiring. Is there one or two that stand out? Oh, there's so many. There's so many. Yeah, there are a few that stand out, but I think it's, uh, it's personal, right? When, when people entrust in, in, in me with letting their emotions out and giving me a story that's stayed with them for a number of years, I don't know that it is really my place to put it out there either, yeah. but there's a lot of them. And I asked the coach why he took all those photos, signed autographs, and talked to fans for that whole social and the family event the next day. The chance to share in a personal moment with these fans that means so much to us, it's the least I can do to give back. The autograph or the picture is really irrelevant compared to the, and there were a lot of people that just wanted that, which is great, but the, compared to the time you spend listening to somebody relate a, an important story to them, I think is it's easy to get fired up for the next bunch of years. Did any of that surprise you? When you, a lot of it. Came in here, you knew a lot of it. Yeah, the, the, but the actual to to hear the personal stories, and I don't know that it's surprising. I think it's just it just gets you. He's a man of the people. He's a man of Winnipeg, and he's here for three more years at least. Now I'm joined in studio by Julie McLaren and J.C. Morris, who are two Manitoba Dodgeballers. How are you doing tonight? Pretty good. Yeah, yeah doing thanks well. for having us. Yeah. Thanks for coming in, braving the road conditions. Oh to my come god, here. it was terrible. I had to skate here. So, <laughs> Made it in the nick of time. That's all good. You're here now. That's great. So you were both in Cancun recently, is that right? That is correct. Yeah. Yes, we were. Yep. We were. For the World Championships on Team Canada. We'll start with you, Julie. How did you first get involved in dodgeball in the first place? Oh, my gosh. When I moved to Winnipeg, I didn't really have any friends. That sounds very sad. But uh, I just was looking for a community uh, to find some friends as well as to keep active. I love sports. So um, I kind of got invited to sub for a game. And from there, I kind of got hooked. And all of a sudden, here I am in Team Canada. It just kind of grew, to be honest. And how about you, JC? Um, so I played softball my whole life and I actually went to school for softball down in the States and, uh, I'm a pitcher. So I came, I came here. You had the arm. Yeah, I had the arm. Exactly. So when I came back home, actually, I was like, well, what do I do with my life now? 
Um, and <laughs> my friend played do- uh, my friend uh, Jenity. She actually played dodgeball. Invited me to play out play with her team and. Um, the rest is history, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're a, an underhand pitcher then, yeah, would you throw underhand with the dodgeball? Oh, yeah, 100%. Windmill, 100%? Yeah, she's extremely accurate, too. It's, <laughs> it's killer, for sure. Okay, what kind of action can you get on the ball? Uh, I got a little curve action, yeah. some screw ball, um, rise ball. Uh, I got it all. That's so. a weapon, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really is. It's great. It sucks to try to dodge those on her. So. <laughs> She's really good at it. And Julie, you played ball as well? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. So how much of the community kind of comes in with a, a, a previous sport that now they're giving dodgeball a try? I would say actually, well, quite a few. Quite a few, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Most, most of the people, if you ask, they usually have some sort of sport background, I would mm-hmm. say. Definitely. Yeah. And, like, when it comes to softball or baseball, it's just, like, an easy transition. You yeah. have an arm, so. That's the throwing. That's the main throwing sport. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because right? if you play football, maybe you're the quarterback, but otherwise you're not throwing. Yeah. But baseball, you're, you're pretty much throwing at any position. Yeah. What was the biggest challenge when you first started playing? Ooh. For, well, for me, it was dodging and catching but dodging is just so weird because when you play ball you're trying to like get in front of the ball and like catch it with your glove whereas like in dodgeball you're just trying to get out of the way or yeah the exact opposite yeah it was definitely weird for me if you're playing in co-ed there's a bunch of guys who have really good arms and they're throwing at you at first it's actually instinctual to move out of the way because it's pretty scary (laughs) but yeah that is probably the biggest thing to adjust to is the dodging i guess that would be the hardest yeah yeah okay Uh, now, did you both expect to someday end up on a world championship team? No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. No, <laughs> I didn't even know it was a thing about like three years ago. I, didn't I agree. Realize. I'm on the same page. I didn't really realize that either. Yeah. yeah. So when did you realize or figure out that you're actually pretty good? Ooh, that's a good question. As soon as I had a Nerf ball in my hand. <laughs> I, don't know, I, was, I think when I had more confidence on the court, when I found myself being more confident, um, is when I started to realize I started to get a lot better was... When the confidence goes a long way, I guess, would be for me. Definitely. I don't know about, it took about a year to get used to it and to get better and kind of mm-hmm. know the strategy. And then once I knew the strategy, it was kind of, it was easy to catch on and to become better yeah. as time went on. So, great. Yeah. Is there a, a need for women players? I think so. Yeah, definitely. I think more women should play for sure. I have... Like, I think that community should really grow. Uh, There's a lot of gentlemen out there, and don't get me wrong, I like playing with them too. But I do, I think having more ladies come out would be really fun, and I really encourage it. Yeah, for sure. For anyone, like, Mm -hmm. even if you don't think you can throw, maybe you can dodge, maybe you can catch. Yeah, you'd be really surprised. Like, you don't have to throw. Yeah. No, you can be a catcher. You can be a really good catcher. That's true. And if you got a little bit of an arm, you can come out for sure. Mm-hmm. Talking with Julie McLaren and J.C. Morris, who are on Team Canada at the recent World Dodgeball Championships in Cancun, Mexico. Also, the fact that you got to go to Cancun for dodgeball must have been pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I worked on my tan, which didn't work very well for me. So, me too, yeah. Lots yeah. of sunscreen. Yeah, lots of sunscreen yeah. for us. But yeah, it was so much fun. I it had a was. great time in just meeting all the other teams. Uh, it's just such an awesome experience it's just hard to describe it's really really great and definitely like meeting people from all around the world was really cool and they're all there to play dodgeball yeah the passion like someone that they share that same passion and yeah it's, it's yeah awesome. i'm actually wearing a malaysian jersey right now so i traded oh, with are. i am yeah I traded. Nice. It, I traded it with one of um, the Malaysian guys. They love. <laughs> I wear the. Are you one too? <laughs> yeah, we we love our our friends from across the globe. Now, That's awesome. So. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So, f- 
you uh, you're both on Canada's team. They come fourth, the bronze medal game. You lose to Australia. <laughs> did you go in hoping to medal, or did you really just want to kind of go and see what it was like? I would say hoping to medal. We last year the team we weren't on the team, but they also got fourth. Um, and coming into this world's, we were hoping to medal, but it was a great experience. And the game against Australia was a nail biter. You can probably go back and watch it. Yeah, we, push, it went into overtime. Yeah, it went yeah. overtime. We lost by one. Mm-hmm. Um, in regular round robin, we played them and we beat them. So mm-hmm. it was kind of tough having that loss, but at the same time, like we worked our butts off and everyone played so well. Yeah, as much as we, we didn't get the exact results we were wanting, I actually think we played so well. So I wouldn't sure. I wouldn't necessarily change it too much because we did so, so well. And I think it just was so close. But Was it yeah. an eye-opening experience to see the kind of talent that exists around the world? Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, 100%. 100% yeah. Yes. It was very, very shocking. I was like, wow, these people are really great. <laughs> like, it's, it is very, it's very different. And yeah. And everyone kind of has their own style. And um, for example, uh, Malaysia, they'd be out there and they're, they're extremely good dodgers and they're, they're little and they just like, yeah. oh my gosh, they're, they're so, so hard to hit because they're so small and they're really good at dodging. It's insane. Yeah. And then yeah. you got, you got the US, they got power arms on them. Oh, yeah. And then you got, our team and we're just like we've got a, l- a little bit of all the aspects for yeah, sure totally. and we're a good team for mm-hmm. sure so hopefully next year yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah and for those who are unfamiliar with the qualifying process it's not like your team like in most other things like the curling trials if your curling team wins the trials they are the one that represents Canada they pick the best kind of from each province and put them on one team yeah, so you have to do a provincial tryout. So um, you'll try it within your province, and then the top players of the province will then go to a tournament that, like this year, it was held in PEI. So then we had two women's teams, but uh, I think Ontario had four, and the other provinces had, I think, one. And we all went there, and we did a big tournament there. So regardless if you won the tournament or not, it was you were being scouted by a lot of the um, so coaches So it's kind of like stuff. an all-star team then? Yeah, like they'll yeah. kind of handpick the ones that they think are the best and we'll form the best team together. Yeah, yeah. this is a selection committee. So mm-hmm. there's people from all over Canada that are a part of the selection committee and they kind of decide who's going to be on the team um, from nationals and from the tryout there, basically. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Before I let you two go, if there's someone out there listening that wants to give Dodgeball a shot, give us your, your pitch on why they should. Oh, man. Uh, I say don't knock it till you try it. No. Honestly, it's very, very addicting. Once it you start, is, yeah. once you start, you like you can't get enough of it. It's and when someone hits you, it honestly does not hurt as much as you probably think it's going to. They're be. nerf balls. Yeah. I mean, in the face, like hard in the face, I might hurt a little bit, but yeah, yeah but it's no, fine. it's really not too bad. So I say don't knock it till you try it because it's honestly the community itself as well is just so close and supportive and yeah, fun that's that what like I was say. Yeah, yeah that's a big selling point too because most, yeah. most people probably think oh i saw the dodgeball movie or i yeah. played in yeah. gym class Everyone's but that's it, it right? yeah we don't throw wrenches at each other not so, at all no Just, it's actually nothing like the movie so it's yeah. very very different and we I encourage everyone to try it at least once and for sure mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of fun it's a good way to get some Get your steam off out there and yeah. just to like <laughs> make, make friends, make friends yeah. keep active. There's a lot of benefits to it. Awesome. Exactly. Well, I appreciate you both coming in tonight to talk about this. Thank you yeah. very much. Thank you for yeah, having thanks. us. Thanks. Sport Manitoba, performance, 
hosting Manitoba's only para-sport testing combine tomorrow from 1 to 3 p.m. at Sport Manitoba. The free combine will give participants the baseline knowledge necessary to improve their overall fitness and performance. And joining me to talk about this is Jeff Wood, Sport Performance Specialist at Sport Manitoba. Jeff, tell me more about this combine. Uh, yeah, so we uh, I'll give you maybe just a little bit of quick history here. Uh, uh, about six weeks ago, we uh, we had a basically an intern who wanted to come in and he's a pair he's a para athlete and also just uh, recently finished his kinesiology degree um so so he's doing a work placement here his name's uh, art monfort and uh so he's uh he's kind of the lead on this is uh you know he's he's got that para sport background um so he's uh developed this para-sport testing combine uh, for para-athletes interested in getting some baseline fitness and performance testing done and then using that information to help guide their training um, for whatever sport they play. So this is new then? Yeah, it's brand new. Yeah, we're just uh, we're just launching it basically right now. So so what's going to happen after we do this, uh, this testing combine tomorrow is uh, we're putting together a fitness program that will start up in January that art art is going to lead and, and, uh, it'll be geared towards, uh, para athletes, um, you know, other people with, with disabilities that, uh, that want to do, uh, play sports and, uh, enter, you know, get a good, good strength and conditioning program for their, for their sport. And why is it important that this is being done? Because it, I think it just it's a great that you're doing this because it gives an opportunity to a population that has been underserved with this kind of combine thing before. Yeah, I mean as far as we we know other than what happens with uh the Canadian Sports Center and they they work with some national uh sport organization, you know, athletes from different sports to do testing and things like that. Uh, this is pretty unique. We uh we're not aware of anybody that does uh does a testing combine for para athletes. So, uh it is uh it is kind of uh a first time offering and and uh we just think you know, for for athletes that uh, have some form of a of a physical disability, that that and we're really we're more about testing their abilities, not not worried about their their disability so much. But it's uh, it's important that they have the same kind of services that any other athlete would have, and uh, sometimes certain tests that that we would do with with uh, with other athletes. Uh, don't apply so so that's why we have uh, art as an expert in the area who's played um, wheelchair basketball and a variety of other sports that that can come in and kind of help us figure out the best way to to run this combine and to then also do do the training program afterwards so what are some of the drills going to include so we're going to do we're just gonna have a variety of strength tests. So some grip strength, um, and like an upper body push test, an upper body pull test. Um, we're going to do some actual like speed and agility tests in in chair. So like a 10 meter sprint and a five ten five agility test. Uh, and then we'll we'll do some basic uh, 
take uh, some other basic measurements uh, as well. And, and when we finish finish doing our testing, then uh, <clears throat> then we're going to go through and you know just talk with the athletes about their testing results, and then and then uh, maybe help guide them a little bit in the the direction that they want to go with uh, with their training program afterwards. I know it's coming up in in less than 24 hours. It's one to three p.m. Yeah. tomorrow, but. If right. someone were hearing this tonight and thought, oh, I don't have plans tomorrow, I- I'd like to just just know what I'm capable of. Is this something that anybody that's- can come out to try? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, uh, – we at the moment, we're – we have room to to take on more people and and can certainly can certainly do that and and it's not again like it does matter what sport or if you're in a, in a sport or even you don't even have to be in a sport if you're interested in in doing the doing the testing combine absolutely welcome to do that you can just uh give us a shoot us a quick email at uh, performance at sportmanitoba.ca and let us know you want to come and then we'll we'll get you the right forms to fill out and bring tomorrow and we can get it done jeff i appreciate your time tonight this is great and i wish you uh, the best of luck tomorrow well thanks very much thanks for having us on Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I dig you're out of luck, but Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?